Hello, Grimmers. Grim people. Weirdos? I don't know. We're all weird. Anyways, I'm Christina. I'm Amanda. And, and this, this is, is the Grim, Grim Girls. Girls. Um, so yeah, today we're gonna do our first episode, our first real episode. Yay, I'm so excited. Um, Hopefully as excited as you guys are. Yeah, they better be. I mean, they've been waiting a while. <laughs> yes. They've definitely been waiting on us. Um, today we are going to discuss our first case. Yes. We're going to talk about what is known as the Columbia Park Slaying. Um, I just remember that being the headline back when it happened. Yes. They always have to come up with some grim... Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you uh, headliner or some shit? I don't what, know what to call what it. What year did it take place? This was in two thousand eight. Okay, so, so we were in high school. This was the summer of us going into our senior year. Yeah, I feel like that's too much information for us to put out there. <laughs> Whatever, we um, just aged ourselves. We sure did. Oops. Um. All right. So let's. Should we? Should we start? Should yes. We? Let's. Yeah. Get into it. I'm I don't, excited to hear about it. Yeah. I haven't heard of anything like crazy in the news. No. Yeah, so we're going to talk about our case. So, all right, I'm going to begin. Sorry if you hear noise in the background. There's stuff. Dogs, children, just, it might happen. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and get started. So, 27-year-old Araceli Camicho Gomez, um, that is her name. She was at, a, <laughs> I thought that was dumb. She was at a bus stop. <laughs> On June 27th of 2008, with her two children, when she met Susavana Sivong. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly. If I'm not, I am sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm doing my best. Araceli was eight and a half months pregnant and due to be having a baby boy soon. Susavana um, convinced Araceli at this bus stop, it sounds like, to get into the car with her so she could take her to get some baby clothes for her baby boy. Hmm. Now, Susavana drove over the Blue Bridge and turned down 240, and that's when things got ugly. Susavana pulled off 240 and onto Columbia Park Trail, where she then stabbed Araceli in the chest 47 times in the backseat of her Acura. Oh my gosh. She then dragged Araceli's body into Columbia Park, where she then cut open her womb and pulled out her unborn son. Ugh. That's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's just vile. It is. I couldn't even imagine. I, I can't imagine what was going through her mind. There's so much, um, and I do get into it more about things, but mm -hmm. just the first, that's all I remember hearing mm -hmm. was that in the news. So it was really interesting to do this because then I'm learning all the details. and Yeah, because I remember hearing it in the news but, I mean, it was just brief. It was on the headlines for a little while, and I am eager to learn more about it. Yeah. So, what happens next? Um, things get really weird and confusing for the investigators. Susavana then takes the baby to Columbia Center Mall and calls 911 from the JCPenney parking lot. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. She, They later discovered that she actually called 911 from Columbia Park Trail, where she murdered Araceli. Oh. Uh, she told the 911 operator that she'd just given birth in her car at JCPenney and the baby was having difficulty breathing. The paramedics found her then in the parking lot of WorkSource off Medline, 
which I found so weird um, because why are you traveling around in that time period where you're trying to get people to help you? Try to help the baby? Yeah. That's like, she... I, it makes me wonder how long that baby was without oxygen. Womb. Yeah. Like, because she went from Columbia Park Trail to the mall and then to work source. Yeah. And it takes a little bit to get off the Columbia Trail because there's only a few roads to get off and then back to the yeah. main freeway. So she was moving. Yeah. She was doing shit. And I don't know. It's just... It blows my mind um, because that wasn't really covered much in the reports mm. from what i found they just said how she was here then she was here then she was here and i was like what the fuck that poor baby yeah so anyways um paramedics and police tended to the baby boy and susavana kept repeatedly asking if her baby was okay which yeah that's a normal reaction from a mother i think i don't know i uh personally when i gave birth to my firstborn he came out purple and wasn't breathing <sighs> yeah the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck Oh. It was crazy because they were like, oh, do you want us to put him on your chest? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I didn't realize that was like regardless of whatever. Yeah. I, I, I don't. The hospital I did it, it was it was not a good time. I'm never allowed to go back there. But um, <laughs> they put him on my chest and he was not moving. He wasn't crying like I thought he would be. It was my first time giving birth, obviously. And he was purple. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> I'm just about to out myself. I literally, like, yelled or screamed. I don't know. I said, what the fuck is wrong with him? Fix him. Get him. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, my gosh. And so, they obviously, they took him. And I was like, well, do something. What the fuck? They took him, and they cleared out all the stuff out of his uh, lungs mm -hmm. and got him good. And it, it felt like forever of silence i remember that and then all of a sudden he started crying and it was just a relief a relief to hear him cry. Yeah, yeah but in those moments where i was just like waiting mm -hmm. i was like silent just staring Ugh. like i was like i don't know i was talking to myself in my head i don't know there was a lot going on but everyone handles things different so that's that's really that doesn't mean much but well i mean off topic a little bit but <laughs> My daughter, when she was born, she had to have her stomach pumped. What? She didn't turn blue, but she was choking on the amniotic fluid. And so they had to pump her stomach, like, within minutes of her being born. And she stopped breathing a few times, and you have to, you know, push the nurse button. Yeah. Nobody came in. Right? What? And Luke and I are frantic. You gave birth a Cadillac, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> but then, if you pull that emergency switch in the bathroom... You get the whole damn nurse on that floor. Good to know. In there. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't know what to do. They weren't coming in. We were hollering. Nothing. So we pulled that string and all of them came in there. And then. <sighs> Don't sue me, Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> I am thankful for the nurses that came in there, but they should have just came in when the first alarm or hearing us. Right. It's, it's stressful. Oh, my God. <laughs> that stressed me out. Um, all right. So let's continue. Um, officers noticed blood in her car. And condensation on the windows, which could match up with her story. She did just give birth, but it looked like she tried to wipe it up. Oh. Yeah, and things just, they looked strange. Um, investigators asked Susavana if someone was with her, and her voice started, like, getting high and panicky, and she, like, just replied, my husband's not here. Like, I don't know, just some, like, she just told them her husband's not here. They didn't oh. specify how she said it, but that's how I pictured yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Officers asked her what happened. You know, they're trying to figure out how she ended up in a parking lot. 
And she told the officer she'd gone out for a walk and all of a sudden gave birth. Which, I don't know what information may be missing from what is given to the public, but that doesn't match up with what happened at all if she was out for a walk. How did she end up in her car at the mall? And then how did she end up at WorkSource? Nice story, honey, but no. Yeah, none of it it lines up. (laughs) No, it doesn't line up at all. So that, I mean, I'm sure it clicked with the investigators more than what was reported because mm-hmm. everything is just like, mm, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is right. Uh, yeah. It, just hearing it is like, how stupid are you? Yeah. It, it, Which clearly she, she was not very smart. It, we'll it's, learn it's more about that. It's interesting what that, or I guess the lack of common sense and even back then in 2000. Eight. Yeah, the, the lack. It's that still they have. Yeah. there's still a lack of common sense. <laughs> it's just getting worse though. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right. So now Savannah was at the hospital getting checked out since she supposedly gave birth while the baby boy was being cared for. Um, the doctor ran a series of tests and cl- concluded that Sue Savannah did not actually give birth. Um, now people are noticing something's wrong, and the nurse said she thought there might have been a friend she was trying to protect, and that her friend might have been using drugs. Things just were not making sense. Uh, They did start to consider that she might have killed someone because of the way she was acting. She was, like, super frantic and Mm -hmm. just weird. Um, Finally, the investigator asked Susavana if the mother of the child was okay. And that's when she just started to crack. Mm. Uh, Susavana said um, she didn't think so and that she was in Columbia Park. Yeah. Now Susavana starts telling the investigators what actually happened, and it became very clear that Susavana murdered the real mother and took the child from her in a really brutal way. Oh, that's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Just, it's disgusting. It is. It. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... I, I know that they made a Lifetime movie about this. Ooh, I don't. It it was not this case, but one similar. Yeah, it was like a, some sort of baby snatcher movie, but it just. You know what? I might have watched. It. I used to binge watch Lifetime. I did too. Now that I'm older, I don't. <laughs> I would. I'm too good for I that w- now. I would, but now you gotta pay for the Lifetime channel. Yeah, if you, I don't have cable. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I pay for all my subscriptions, but I it ain't worth paying for that one. Well, I mean, I have my subscriptions, but you have to pay extra for yeah. to add. I guess I could watch it right now because I have the Hulu Live TV right now. But I'm not planning on keeping Girl, it. Girl, hook me up with your password. Okay, I will. <laughs> I will. Only because I love you. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So, Sue Savannah is of Loatian descent. And she was only 25 years old when this happened. 25 years old? Yes. Oh, my God. When I was 25, that was the last thing I was thinking about is snatching a baby from somebody. Right. I mean, I, when I was 25, I guess that's when I first had my firstborn, but... I mean, I had my first at 21, but I just... I never had that, yeah, that feeling of wanting a baby so bad that I was going to cut someone open and take it. No. Even at 21 and I wanted my daughter, I... Yeah. No, I... Oh, yeah. I tried for, like, a year for my son and... I couldn't even imagine... Basically, I just said She must have had some chemicals wrong. She definitely had some chemicals wrong. So, in 2002, Susavon attended Southridge High School. She, that's where she went to high school. Wow. Yeah. 
that that school's proud. <laughs> yeah. So when she was in high school, uh, Susa Vong was taken to the crisis response unit in Kennewick after a note was discovered where she talked about hanging herself while she, while she was a student. Mm-hmm. So they must have found it at the school. Um, according to the report, the crisis counselor said Susa Vong minimized suicidal thinking but admitted to feeling despondent about a female classmate who died in a recent crash. Susa Vong also apparently said that she had insomnia for about a month which could have started around the same time that her infant brother was born. Hmm. She told the counselor um, the note was just a joke and agreed to meet the counselor again the next day. And the counselor noted that Susa Vong may have had an adjustment disorder. I don't know what an adjustment disorder is. Is that like where they can't adjust to things? Yeah, I don't know. Or handle like... Or maybe... Google it. I'm going to Google it right now because I don't want to assume and then make myself look stupid. Right. (laughs) Um, during the second visit, the counselor reported that Susan Vong uh, said she was feeling better and given a brief lecture and hug after telling her mother about the note. She said she planned to attend running start classes at Columbia Basin College because she wanted to make her parents happy with her. Hmm. So that's, that's a little bit of backstory to her issues, hmm. if that helps. Well, an adjustment disorder is an emotional or behavioral reaction to a stressful event or a change in a person's life. The reaction is considered an unhealthy or excessive response to the event or change within three months of it happening. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how I don't know what that is. (laughs) I know. I should. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that makes sense. So, yeah, I just, that, I thought that was really interesting. That was some new information I found. Yeah, that, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. So now um, the interrogation begins to find out the whole story of what happened, you know. Um, so Susavon said she picked up the mom-to-be, Araceli, mm-hmm. in Pasco to give her baby stuff, but when they drove across the Blue Bridge, things took an ugly turn. Susavon pulled over because she said Gomez started to panic. Hmm, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to drop her off and stuff like that. She freaked out and this and that, you know? And I parked the car after she started hitting me and this and that. I just crazy, is what she told a Kennewick police detective. Wow. That's... I wonder, you know, it makes me wonder, if Araceli started freaking out, clearly she knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have got the bad vibe in the first place. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have gotten the fucking car in the first place. But this is a people prime make example mistakes. If always go with your gut. Yes. Even if it ends up being wrong, you're better safe than sorry. Yeah, it's 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 just sad that it had to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she did tell the detective that Gomez fought for her life. She was trapped in Susavon's car, and Susavon said, I just remember her hitting me over and over again. Good. And I was stabbing her every single time, so she was a fighter. Fuck you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You, sh- she should have hit you, I hope, I wish she could have hit you harder, but the poor woman was eight and a half months pregnant. Yeah. Like, you fucking piece of shit. But as a mom, I'm pretty sure she, like, her fight or flight mode. Oh, yeah. Was, but, does it say, like her figure, I don't. If I know Susavon is big. Yeah, if Susavon is big, she could have outbigged. I don't. I just. I haven't seen any photos of Araceli, but I have this image in my head that she's just petite. Yeah, that's how I see her. I don't know. Like this. Yeah, it's just sad. It is. She just took advantage of this poor pregnant woman mm-hmm. and destroyed her life. And, and just a random crime. Yeah. 
Wow. She didn't just destroy Araceli's life, though. She destroyed an entire family's yeah, life. The hu- that poor kid growing up is mm-hmm. probably... Yeah. I, I My heart hurts for the family, for sure. It's awful. Um, so... She then told the investigator that she used a knife she had stored in her first aid kit in her car. Oh. Yeah. While bleeding, Gomez begged to go to the hospital. From what I remember, she said, hospital, hospital, take me to the hospital. And I was like, no, no, no. And she was like, please, Susavana said. Wow. I mean, I doubt that's how it was actually said. It was probably like, oh, yeah. Hospital. Yeah. Hospital. Take me now. Take me now. Ugh, she probably downplayed i'm like yeah. i have images in my head of this all playing out and yeah. it just makes me cringe it, it just makes everything hurt like the fight is like yes it's like it. oh my god that poor woman gomez died in the back seat of the car then in a very graphic part of the interview susavon described how she dragged the body into columbia park and cut the baby from her mother's womb in the tape the detectives asked can you tell me which way the incision went and susavon replied it was like her head was over here, and I just started cutting away, and this, and cutting, and pulling, cutting, and pulling. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. The detective later asked what she did with the baby. She said, I didn't do anything to him. I just hold him. She said, I was scared, and I was like, oh, my God, someone help me, help me, you know? And that's when I freaked out and called the ambulance because I got scared the baby was going to die. Ugh. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Right? You cut a baby out of its mother, and you expected the baby to just come out fine? Yeah, that's... The, the mindset. S- yeah. Sick. It's, it's awful. So, Susavon told the detectives many times that the murder was unplanned. <coughs> bullshit. I call bullshit right there. Mm-hmm. Complete yeah. bullshit. My brain, it wasn't. I didn't intentionally mean to do what I did, you know, she said, and swore that she acted alone. Put it on God, put it on anybody, hope to die, stick a needle through my eye, I did it myself. Wow. Okay. Well, I believe you did it yourself, but mm-hmm. you're a fucking asshole. Um, I just... It really blows my mind. Yeah, that's... Ugh. She's a fucking piece of shit. She is. And I can't wait to hear... You know, no matter the sentence, yeah. or getting caught, whatever, it's not going to bring Araceli back. But Nothing will bring Araceli back, no. No, but I, I really hope that at the end of this, there was some justice. I'm not going to tell you yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Susavon then shared de- 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 details about potential mel- mental illness. God, I can't talk all of a sudden. <laughs> And past drug abuse. She said, I'll tell you something about me. I think I'm bipolar. I never had it checked out. Susavon was self-diagnosed and never went to the doctor, basically. She also described an extensive drug history, including cocaine and marijuana use. Well, that'll rot your brain. Mm-hmm. Not the marijuana, but the cocaine for sure. Yes. She said, <laughs> don't judge me. Don't hate on me for that comment. <laughs> she also described, oh God, where am I? Uh, she said she sniffed markers. <laughs> That'll really fuck you up, dipshit. I mean, what kind of markers are we talking about? Are we talking about Corolla scented markers? Yeah, you know, or Sharpies. I'm assuming she meant Sharpies, but who I knows? Could, I could just see her sitting there with a Crayola marker. You know what I picture? 
Do you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have not ever watched any of those Okay, episodes. if you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie. Okay, well, Fucking I'm Charlie. Have you have <laughs> I'm gonna have to check it out now. It's fucking Charlie, but uh, Charlie's not murderous, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I keep getting lost now. <laughs> she um, also said she often overdosed on Excedrin, prenatal pills, and something called Mark's pills from overseas, among other things. She said she was not using drugs when she killed Gomez, so Sue Savannah pled not guilty by reason of insanity. I hate that that's people's excuses. Because you're some sick fucking monster. Mm-hmm. You want to play the card that you're mentally that's what they all insane. Do. That's their easy way out. That's their, their excuse. I'm crazy. Yeah. It's not my fault. That's what they always do. It's yeah. like, no, shut the fuck up. That pisses me off. Yeah. I, I get it because there are some people there who, are. who have... yes. That should have, you know, they should have been caught beforehand. Yes. And there are some that have to live in a mental institution their whole life because if they were out in public, they would probably do. Yeah, they absolutely would. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, it happens. It's just, we got to catch, we got to notice the red flags, like what we're talking about here if you to ever prevent look it. At, if you ever see me and I look like I'm going to snap, just. I'll t- shoot you. T- <laughs> I mean, or just take me in somewhere. No, I'll take I mean, you out. I'll just take you out. It's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So, now once the story came out about uh, her everything mm-hmm. that happened, you know, when it hit the news, a former co-worker of Sue Savannah's came forward, um, which shed some serious light into this case and who Sue Savannah was and her mentality, basically, and how she acts. Mm-hmm. So this person wanted to remain anonymous, which is completely understandable. Um, she said, I know Jumi. That's her nickname. I don't know if it's Jumi or Joom, but I read it and I say Jumi in my head for some reason. <laughs> it's J-U-M-E. That was her nickname. Um, that's what we called her. For two years, this woman said Joom. Now I want to call her Joom. Was her, <laughs> was her former co-worker and friend at Pasco nursing home for the elderly. That's terrifying that she was working with the fucking elderly. Yes. <laughs> that is so terrifying. She was just, she was very nice at the time while knowing her and just tended to lie a lot about certain things and certain things didn't always add up. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Things never add up with Sue <laughs> In fact, um, certain things really didn't add up on a daily basis to this woman. A glaring example was June's repeated claims that she was pregnant. Wow. She was really excited about the baby, and she would talk about it constantly, and she supposedly found out she was having a baby boy, and she was super excited. So, she was pregnant, or she wasn't pregnant, and lying. She was not pregnant. She was never pregnant. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's bad. She apparently really wanted a boy. Which is also fucked up because she seeked out someone having a boy for that reason. I wanted a boy too, but not that bad. <laughs> I wanted a girl. And once I got stuck with two boys, I was like, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> nope, I'm done. You can borrow my name. Nope, I'm good. No, I love yours, actually. <laughs> uh, anyways, in the two years that the nursing assistant worked with June, June never had her baby. For two years, she was claiming she was pregnant. Um, two even- years? What a pregnancy. Right? <laughs> Fuck that. I thought nine months was right. <laughs> uh, even ultrasound pictures are promised, but never materialized. No shit. 
she claimed that she was married to a Russian guy, and she the coworker didn't believe that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so even more strange, Joom apparently handed out wedding invitations for her and her fiance na- named Vitali. Um, I don't know if I said that right, but when she when the wedding day came and guests arrived, guests actually came. No one was there. <laughs> That's my kind of wedding, though. <laughs> you know, I should have done that. Now that I think I about it, why didn't I do that? Okay, out of out of all the dark in this story, there's a there there that is a, a good joke in a different situation. That yeah. would be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> different situation, but it's we we gotta we gotta you know bring humor to it because it is so dark. I feel yeah. like because it helps us not get depressed yeah exactly like it is very depressing yeah. especially doing all the research and looking up these cases like it it, it really you, does get to you it puts you in a mindset that you don't want to be in so making light of it is ugh, it's fucked up to say i don't know how to say it properly where no one would get offended <laughs> <laughs> but everyone handles things differently yeah. and it you know we gotta we're gonna joke a little because we're podcasters <laughs> yeah we're not um joking about the victim in any way no. but this dumb biatch that did it we're gonna joke and talk shit about her yeah. <laughs> so yeah anyways oh where did i leave myself now i'm lost okay according to documents it shows that susavana married kion susavang just a month and a half ago I don't know what a month and a half ago was from but that's i don't know that mm. was in one of the um sources it seemed like she he <laughs> it seemed like he was just imaginary like he never existed said the co-worker she lied like she wanted people to like her or something and wanted people to accept her and she thought if she didn't say these things or claim to be somebody that nobody would like her after two years june suddenly quit the nursing home and this woman lost contact until the news broke of the burner wow i couldn't imagine being that friend or a co-worker, if they weren't friends, in seeing all the prior red flags and then the murder happening. Yeah. Like, I would have guilt. Yeah. And and I'm sure maybe they do, and, and I hope it doesn't eat them up because it's not their fault. But I just, I couldn't imagine being that person. I, I couldn't either. It's, fuck. I, uh, anyways, the lady did say she thinks she had this in her head for a while, which I think... I think that's right. Yeah. It makes complete sense. It has to make sense for this kind of murder. Mm-hmm. It really does. Because this wouldn't have happened otherwise, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so the detectives asked the, the lady that came forward, why do you think, why do you think that? And she said, well, because I mean, I just don't, I didn't think she could keep up with the lie anymore. Like, she had to do something about it. She had to have the baby. Which also makes sense. She was lying for two years. Mm-hmm. Maybe even longer for all we know. Yeah. And she finally just hit that breaking point where she was like, fuck, I gotta get this baby or I'm in deep shit. Mm-hmm. And ugh, it's not I mean, a, you can only lie for so long. You can. And it's... it's, it's so And it's out. always gonna catch up to you. Why would you choose something like that to lie over, though? That's what disgusts me. That is. It's... That is a disgusting thing to lie about. But... Uh, Suits of Anna is proof that there is shitty people out there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We got a lot of that in our next episodes, <laughs> anyways. Um, so the brutal killing has this woman looking back at her friendship with June, like, in fear. 
she's like, now that I think about it, since I'm going to have a baby soon, it's like, I think back on it, and it could have been me. Yeah. Like, anyone she came across that was pregnant with a boy, she probably would have planned on killing. Yeah, she and Araceli just target. Araceli just had wrong place, wrong time. Ugh. I feel like is what happened. Sorry, the dogs are making noise. If you guys can hear that. Um, so clearly, this was premeditated, um, in my opinion, and probably the courts. I'm not going to say for sure yet, but yeah, it was definitely premeditated. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that all the details of the trial were, but Susavon was convicted of aggravated first degree murder. The judge told her, there's no joy in this case. There's no joy in this sentence. It is, in effect, a death sentence. Mm -hmm. You will die in prison, is what he told her. It was the only sentence that they could give her because the prosecutor declined to seek the death penalty. Yeah, I... And you know what? I actually... I'm not uh, against death penalty. I'm also not completely for it. I guess I'm in between. But there are certain people that don't deserve the death penalty, I feel like. Mm -hmm. She deserves what she was given, which is life. And you're stuck in jail for the rest of your life, and that's where you're going to die. And I hope it's awful. Yeah. See, and, and I'm, on the, I'm on the fence. Really? I, I wish that Washington State, because um, we do have the death penalty, but it's not enforced right now because of our governor. Mm. He put a stop to it for right now. And maybe that'll change with another governor. I don't know. But you have a lot of luxury in prison. And that's where, yeah. I mean... I guess I see that. I mean, you can live a good life behind bars. I mean, a decent life. You're getting food three times a day. If you have family that can put money on your books, you're... I don't think she does. <laughs> well, let's hope she doesn't. But, I mean, there's, yeah, there's people no, out I there see that. That, that live luxury and... I don't think it's right to that's do true. A, an eye for an eye. I, 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 sorry, my dogs are noisy. Um, I believe in the eye for an eye, but then I also have guilt with that at the same time. <laughs> no, I, now that I think about it that way, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, you're right. Cause some of them do. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's not cool either. Like I've watched a lot of documentaries and some of these people that are spent on life they're better off on the inside because they have a place to be. They have a bed, food. That's my least favorite conversation to have because there's no right way to convict someone. I feel like mm -hmm. there's just, no, I mean, Russia, that's my mindset. <laughs> like send them to Russia, right. let Putin fuck them up. But that's it. Now, <laughs> when you talk about prisons in Arizona, I wish more States and maybe there are other States. I just know, um, there's one penitentiary in Arizona that the person in charge, they like, they do the chain gang, hard labor every day. Like, good. I'm like, that is what prison should be. I agree. Go I, outside, I, I wish garden, like, yeah, <laughs> I do wish prison was harder. <laughs> yeah. No, we won't. We won't continue to dive into that one because that's yeah. just a whole fucking I could talk forever about that stuff. So. I don't. My thing is, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't. I'm like, oh, God, that just makes my brain hurt. So, um, all right, now let's talk about Araceli's family and the people that truly mattered and suffered through this. Mm -hmm. um, the baby, Baby Campos, um, I'm not going to say his name, he was teetering on the edge of survival at Spokane Hospital for six weeks. Ugh. Just a long teetering. Time. Six weeks of just between life and death. 
well because however of this, long he was without oxygen yeah we i don't need i don't know it was never said it's not my business but i just hope he's okay regardless yeah i don't know what happened um they the doctor said he suffered brain damage when he was deprived of oxygen and he may never be able to walk um now this was obviously years ago so time has passed we don't know how he's doing today um they said that they could only wait to see what other effects he could have had because he was premature um so we don't know how he is today but i truly wish the best for him and his family yes i hope i I hope that they, despite the situation, I hope they're thriving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, her husband um, told Action News that he's grateful to live in such a supportive community. Since his wife's murder, friends and strangers held fundraisers for the family and really came through to help them out, which is, Mm. that warms my heart. Yes. That really does. They needed that. They needed more than that, to be honest. But As much as shit happens in this community, sometimes... Not always, because there's always people that are going to be nitpicky and be offended over everything. Oh, yeah. But our community is a really good community. And oh, they yeah. come together they when do. it's important, too. And, and I am thankful to be a part of. Yeah. That's, you know, I never had that until... I mean, yeah, I guess it's always been there, but I don't pay attention to that shit. When I lived in North Carolina, though, and we had Hurricane Florence... Mm-hmm the community came together and yeah. you know when shit goes wrong and things go bad the community you have each other yeah we do and we're all we have and that's mm-hmm. why we got to stop like being so hateful toward each other hey, like i live by united we stand divided we fall uh, yeah let's not get into that <laughs> but fuck yeah <laughs> anyways so um the baby boy did survive which truly brought light into this gruesome case i don't know how he is today like i said but i I, yeah we wish the best for them no one can even comprehend the suffrage the poor kids because she had two other kids and her husband went through i mean this was a wife and a mother and she left this world in such a god-awful way i know and i can't even imagine i literally can't imagine what her thoughts were in her last moment because as a mom the last thing I'd be thinking about is my kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that's exactly what she was thinking about when she was fighting for her life. Um, so, yeah, that's the story of the Columbia Park slaying in 2008. It was a rough one, but it deserved to be told so that Araceli can be remembered. Um, she's not forgotten. Her family is not forgotten. They're still in our thoughts and prayers. Whatever positive vibes that you can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. They're, we're thinking about them. Yeah. And their case and what happened. Yeah. All right, so we hope you guys keep listening to our podcast. We love doing this, and if you like our podcast, give us a like on Facebook, comment on our posts, and give us some ideas or insight if you have any. Um, Also, please send us any local spooky stories for our upcoming spooky episodes. We would love to include you. We can give you a shout-out, and we can remain anonymous for feedback. If you choose to be anonymous, just let us know. Anonymous? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know what I meant, okay? I don't know if they did, though. (laughs) Anonymous! You can can be anonymous. You don't have to... We don't have to say your name. (laughs) 
I'm just gonna start my own dictionary over here. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we'll be back with more content soon. So you can get grim with us. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.